Today's dating world comes with a lot of BS. Ghosting, boring conversations, and endless first dates that don't go anywhere. It's complete BS, and it's got to stop. I'm your host, Kenna Renee, and Dating Without the BS gives you straight-to-the-point dating solutions so you can meet the exceptional partner waiting for you. So let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm feeling some kind of way. I think that mushroom, my adaptogen mushroom drink really got me going. So get prepared. You ready? What's going on in our world? I am planning a friend's 40th birthday party. It's called Mystical Elegance. She is mystical and elegant. (laughs) And it's really exciting. Um, It's an all-out extravaganza. I mean, there's a theme where everyone's dressing in like mystical black tie elegance, obviously, and it's open to interpretation, whatever you want it to be. It is going to, we are going to have an electric violinist there, this amazing DJ. It's at this amazing location. I mean, I'm predominantly the planner, the main planner. It's all coming together great, but yesterday I had this like, oh crap moment because I highly underestimated how much food costs. Y'all, there's 400 on her invite list and 200 roughly have replied yes. So we are anticipating about 200 people and food is expensive. I had no idea. So that's what's going behind this on behind the scenes in my world. And other than that, I'm excited because LLA, Love Lux Academy, starts on Sunday We have some amazing women in this group. I mean, I was talking to Elizabeth about it, and we were both saying that the energy that these women have brought, that you could just feel that they're not waiting for the program to be the thing that solves their problems, like they're really actually taking power and authority over their life to say, I'm going to get what I came for in this program. And you can feel it because they're already getting results. Like men are already showing up and moving towards them. And that is so incredibly amazing because we haven't even had our first call. So the beauty is that we want more women to experience this. And if the Love Lux Academy was something that was like on your mind, but you weren't sure about joining, we've extended the time period to join until Sunday. Today is Thursday that this podcast is coming out. The link is still available in my bio on Instagram or here in the show notes. And again, women are already having men show up for them in their world because when you attract love, it's so much easier and less effort than when you're trying to find it. Bam. All right. So today's episode is all about how we unconsciously mirror men's actions, where it came from, how we unconsciously are still doing it when in reality, it's actually harming us. So I want to ask you, what would it feel like to date if you weren't following the man? What would dating be like if you weren't waiting for his actions to tell you what you should do? Now, hear me out. I don't think you're some damsel in distress waiting to be told what to do. I know you're out there making your own decisions, but there are small ways that we unknowingly wait for a man to take action before we decide what we're going to do. 
we will not say what's on our mind because we don't want to scare him away and he hasn't brought up exclusivity and we're left feeling like I don't know what he's feeling and I don't know what he's thinking and I don't know if this is going anywhere, but I'm definitely not going to bring it up because he hasn't brought it up. We mirror his behavior with the amount of times that we will call or when we will reach out and we mirror what he does. So if he is texting a lot, it's like, well, it gives me freedom, we believe, to like text him that much. If he's not, then we're like, oh, no, 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 I don't have the freedom to text him that much. And then we're left wondering, well, maybe he's not a big communicator through text. And like, is, am I, are my needs going to be met? And like, it spins us into the spiral. The effort that we put out matches his effort even if that's not what we want. So let's say that we would like to see him more than once every other week. But it's like, well, no, that every other week is what he re- how often he reaches out to schedule something. So I'm just going to mirror his behavior. We sh- will share things about ourselves to the level that he is. Women will tell me, well, I was feeling comfortable to share because he laid it all on the table about this difficult experience he had. And so I felt like I should share. And when it comes to men that we like, we do this even more. We sit back and we will mirror what he's doing. And my question is, what would dating be like if you weren't doing that? So for just a moment, stop what you're doing. I mean, you can keep walking on the treadmill if you're on the treadmill. But like I want you to close your eyes and maybe slow down your pace. Don't close your eyes if you're in the car. <laughs> but for just a moment, imagine what dating would be like if you weren't doing that. Who would you be? What would you do instead? When we think about no longer doing something, even if that thing really isn't working, What our mind usually does is it goes to the opposite side of the pendulum and we start to envision ourselves as this like woman who like has a, has a rope and we wrangle men in a rope and we drag them along everywhere. And it's just like, it's going to be my way or the highway, right? But that's not completely true. When you stop doing something that's really not in the best interest for everyone involved is when you're left to discover who you would be, and how you actually like showing up. We adopt certain behaviors when we're dating because at the time, we think it's necessary when we're little beings and we see it mirrored on TV or rom-coms or in Cosmopolitan magazine. We think that's the best way to do something because we have no frame of reference. And at the time, maybe it is the best way to do it Because we're figuring it all out. But rarely, more often actually, we get stuck in the habit of the behavior. And rarely do we pause to assess if that behavior is still getting us the results or if it's giving us any result that we want. That's what I did a lot during my dating life. It's the reason why I built my six-month process over and looking at patterns in our behavior in things that we did once upon a time that helped and served a purpose and just we haven't reevaluated 
And so I come along to reevaluate if what we're doing is the best thing that we could be doing to get the people that we want. So I'm essentially just helping you identify the areas where you can help yourself. And what's really beautiful about this is when it comes to mirroring, it's not actually beneficial for anyone. Because the guy doesn't really understand who you are and who you actually like to be. The guy isn't getting an accurate understanding if who you are works with him and you're not getting an understanding if he works with you. So if you aren't matching a man's actions to figure out what you should or shouldn't do, then what would you do? In the first few weeks of my clients, in the first few weeks of my work with my clients, sorry, they will tell me, well, I did X, Y, and Z, and so I did it too. He shared with me about himself, and so I felt comfortable to share this about myself. Even though on the previous week's call, they told me, they're like, I don't really want to share this part of my life with somebody. And I was like, great, don't. And they're like, well, he shared it with me, so I felt inclined to like share it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know if what we're doing in the dating world is actually connected always to the best parts of who we are. Or if they're just outdated things that we're still doing. We get ourselves in situations that we don't necessarily want to be in and then we have to figure out how to backpedal because we were mirroring a man's actions. A client recently asked me about on Christmas time, for instance, like, what should I get him? And they'd only been dating for a really short amount of time. And so we agreed upon something that felt, a gift that felt reasonable and wasn't too much and was appropriate for the amount of time that they'd spend together. And she goes, but what if he gets me something more? I'm going to feel so bad. And I was like, why? Why is it that his actions can't just be his and yours be yours? And that's it. Let's say a a guy's love bombing you. This is popular. And you're not really sure if it's love bombing or not because it feels really good. And you're like, I really want this level of interest towards me. I really want someone to take these actions towards me. And you're not working with anyone to help you figure it out. And so you kind of just follow the intensity of someone's actions. But what normally happens is we end up in our, on our ass a few weeks later because we're confused that his intensity of his love bombing stopped and he changed his mind about how he feels about us and what happened and what did I do wrong when none of that is true. He was simply a love bomber. But when I'm working with somebody and this situation happens... I usually, I explain to them, but like, hey, typically love bombers need you to go along with their intensity. And if you're not doing that, then what happens is they usually will find another avenue to fulfill that emotional intensity desire that they're having. Because the emotional intensity that they're having isn't necessarily about you. It's about them being a love bomber. Like they love the intensity of the emotions. They're kind of like addicted to it. They need it. And so they they experience one relationship after the next or interaction with people. I shouldn't say relationship. Where there's that emotional high and that's what they're seeking the relationship for. So what I suggest to my clients is like, hey, decide what pace feels healthy to you. 
Like decide how often you think you guys should talk during the day, how much you should text, how much you be should be spending time together. Like decide if back-to-back dates are appropriate and how many should take place. Like decide what is a reasonable amount of time when you're getting to know somebody. And then you're going to start interacting with the person you're dating, this love bomber, in those guidelines. You don't have to have a conversation about it. You're just going to start showing up in the way that you decide is right for you. And if it's truly a healthy pursuit and it's not love bombing, the guy will just accommodate. And he'll just be like, sure, no problem, no big deal. If it is a true love bomber, they're going to be like, no, 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 my emotions can't handle this. You're not riding my roller coaster. I need to leave, which is what you want anyways. But our feelings end up hurt. When he's doing all these nice things in the beginning, we follow suit. And then a few weeks later, it fades out. And we're like, why did I give so much of myself? If you weren't mirroring a man's actions, what would you do instead? I don't think anyone's ever told us to mirror a man's actions. Back in the day, they said, let a man lead. But the idea of a man leading existed in a time where men had more money. So they took the lead and they literally decided how life was going to go based upon their plans with their money. And because we didn't have options, we had to let them lead. (laughs) But we're in a time now where we want partnership and that's beautiful. But we can't expect to walk side by side with somebody when we start the relationship slightly behind them. You don't have to take the lead. But it is helpful to pause and ask yourself if what a man does has little to do with what I should do, then who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? How do I make the best decisions for me? I think a lot of our anxiety that we have about quote unquote the right things to do stems from the fact that we're watching men to tell us what we should do and that always changes so then we don't really know what to do and we always feel like we're failing and we have no anchor system of trust of like here's how I make decisions about what I should do. But think about how much peace you would feel when your actions are based on what you want to do, on who you want to be. Think about how much less confusion you will feel when his actions are about him and you just could decide who you want to be. I did this with Jason the whole time. He was ready to be exclusive sooner than I was. He was ready to move in sooner than I was. The same thing with giving the presents. Like, at Christmas time, she made a very reasonable decision without giving too much of herself, without needing to prove how great she is. She gave a reasonable gift. And the thought she had is, what if he gives more? And that somehow means that what we did was wrong. Where did we learn that? That's insane. Isn't it great that he feels good about you and likes you so much that he gave you more than you gave him? Isn't that great? I think that's great. 
when we follow their lead, we don't really even know if they're a good fit for us. We wake up one day asking ourselves, like, wait a second, why am I even with this person? As I said before, following the lead was originated at a time where women didn't have options. And I'm not denying the fact that as a woman, it's important to us to be with a man that we can trust his decisions. We can know that his decisions have our best interest in mind. We want a man that we know is choosing us. We want a man who is strong and has the ability to build a life with us. We want a man who is confident in his decisions. Those are definitely things that you should look for. But they have nothing to do with the rest of what we're doing. (laughs) Think about that. Getting a gift for a guy and then feeling guilty that we didn't mirror his gift, generosity of a gift, has nothing to do with the things I just stated. Mirroring his actions, waiting to see what he does to know what we should do is not leading. It's just letting else, letting somebody else take power and authority over our life. It's literally putting us back into the 1900s, which didn't work then and it doesn't work now. And I think that we're seeing that that's true. Because so much of our frustration in dating comes from the fact that we are just following whatever the men are doing and we're thinking that's leadership. It's not. And when we change to the rate that they change, it's just confusing for everyone. So who would you be if you weren't watching what a man does to decide what you should do? It's a question that's worth exploring. It's a question that's worth asking multiple times. It's a question that you bring out when you're feeling pressured to mirror someone's behavior. When you think that there's an expectation of yourself and how you should perform and who you should be, it's a question you pull out that if there was no expectation of who I needed to be in this moment and I could still get what I want, then who would I be? And what would I do? If it feels foreign, it's okay. You're figuring out your decisions and who you want to be in relationships. And that is amazing. It is a temporary speed bump that will lead you to trust that your decisions are the very thing that does create the life you want and attracts the man you want. And you will thank yourself for it later. If you want some guidance, I've got a couple of open one-to-one spots in, um, in my six-month program. But I want you to ask yourself and I want you to ask your friends. If you weren't waiting to see what he does to decide what you should do, what would you do? Send this to somebody who needs it. Talk to you soon. Hey, if you want to create a memorable dating experience that leads to the man you want to do life with in just six months, it's time for a coach and we need to chat. Send me a message at kennarenee.co at gmail.com or on Instagram at thekennarenee.co.